1: Not much, man. What are you doing?
0: Uh packing, packing the house up room by room. Yeah. So, oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, amazing how much garbage you acquire. Like so much stuff that you're like, why? Why do we still have this?
1: Yes, we. Uh, I totally get it, and um, I'm looking forward to moving in 2025 so I can dispose of. Well, really, most of the stuff in this house, quite honestly, we're going to get all new furniture minus a few select pieces will go from Virginia to, to Tennessee with us, but the yeah. rest of the stuff we get is going to be all new, which is great because it'll make the move that much easier. True, um, but you don't get you don't get paid for the weight then. Well, I'd I tow the boat.
0: Yeah. Or you could haul the, the old furniture and then get rid of it
1: when you get there. Yeah. I mean, I, I haul the boat plus about 2,000 pounds in the back of the truck, so I... Yeah, I get paid for that for that piece of it, and um, but I don't do a diddy anyway. I have the government move. I just do a par- what they call partial, partial yeah, PPM. Good point. Good point. Right. That only it's been a while. It only matters if you. Yeah, doing a ditty. it's not even diddy anymore. It's PPM.
0: Oh, they got to change it up to make it harder to say.
1: Procured move.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, in either case, it's nice to do that. In the military, you purge like every two and a half years, typically. Yeah. And yep. so you don't acquire a whole lot of junk. Right. But now it's like all the, the kids are out of these the stages of um like all the nerf guns. Stuff. Nerf and guns. Like I had a whole box full, like toy box, huge box full of Nerf guns and yep. pistols and you know, cap guns, like all this stuff. And I'm like, You guys want to keep any of this? They said, nah. So yep. everything's gone. Same it's kind of sad it's like the end of an era like yeah little boys running around with guns and yeah. shooting each other but now it's like they're they're busy writing skateboards or ripsticks or bikes or driving soon yeah so, yeah
1: Did you get yeah. the car yet
0: no no we're uh i haven't been spending too much time looking for him honestly because yeah. too much stuff going on right now
1: folks i told dave not to get a used general motors product yeah, Paul's my go
0: to guy. If I like I'm about to go look at a used car, I'm like, what do you think of this brand? He's like,
1: no. OK, <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, it pains me to say it, but I told him to like, look at Honda, Toyota, Subaru. Right. Yeah, probably in that order. <laughs> yeah. And you go to the
0: the dealers and they got a lot of used cars on the lots, but none of them have prices. So you got to like go talk to somebody and drag them around every single car. What's the price of those? What's the price of those?
1: Yeah, that's, it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and there's no salesmanship anymore either, right? When you go to these places, there's no one trying to sell me, like, sell me that thing, man. Like, I see the price, sell me it. Why should I pay that?
0: Yeah. And I don't know. I think uh, there's two different, I mean, there's different types, right? There's the types that are always selling you and telling you stuff you don't even care about. And then there's the types that are just being friendly and cool and like, yeah, whatever. If you buy, you buy. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think most people need a little bit of a push. But yeah, I think uh, I saw a meme of a, a you know a middle-aged man doing some stupid dance, like doing the robot or something. And it was like car dealers after selling a $60,000 car to somebody making 40 grand a year.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh anyway yeah man so it's uh actually we're recording on memorial day so happy memorial day uh i'm sure you got some buddies in mind that, that yep. come to your mind on this day like i do um pretty sobering uh but very grateful and and thankful for, for sure for their sacrifice um thought you'd be out on the lake today
1: well you know this is probably the worst memorial day weather in the history oh, okay. uh of fujere family boating like it's we we got out there on uh we got out saturday it was nice windy but nice and then uh, met up with some friends our boat neighbors have a nice brand new lake house so we went out there for a cookout after and it was great but yeah the, the weather's just been crappy it's crappy yesterday crappy today bummer man we've got a so,
0: beautiful weekend here yeah so
1: yeah i need to
0: get outside and enjoy it today well, all right, man. Uh, hey, I think we were going to, we we still haven't had a guest on, you know, where I think this is episode 69 and no guests yet, just the two of us. Um, so instead of bringing on a guest to interview, like, you know, a client case study interview, Hey, how has infinite banking changed your life, et cetera. We're just going to spend a little time interviewing each other on that. And then I do want to, I think we do want to bring on a guest at some point. It's just uh, a matter of, you know, what type. So if anybody has interest in, uh, I guess, any suggestions on what kind of guests you would want us to bring on, um, let us know.
1: Yeah. And we're not talking about the random inquiries from these marketing people saying, Oh, yeah,
0: stay off, get out of our email.
1: (laughs) God, how do they,
0: it's so annoying. I could provide a lot of value to your, your audience.
1: You don't know my audience, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, golly. Yeah. Anyway. Super annoying. Stop doing that if that's you.
0: Please stop. Yeah. That was not an invitation to uh to market to us. So um, but we're just gonna interview each other here. I got we got a few questions we we've dug up that we would probably ask any of you current clients uh these same questions or you know, IBC users, people who have become your own banker, if, whether you're clients of ours or not, you're clients of somebody um but you know these are the same questions we would ask you so i'll start off and just ask you paul um think back let's say you've had your policies in place for about four years now right yeah um back before that what was your financial situation prior to this business and then or or discovering infinite banking and then your financial situation now knowing that you're active income, I mean, the income that you derive from your career, which is full-time army officer and same as Tammy, right? You guys dual-income army officers. Um, It has increased over the last four years by just, you know, whatever that rank increase in pay has been. I don't know what, $30,000, $40,000 or something, maybe a little more. Um, But so take that out of the situation. How has your financial situation changed from 2019 prior to discovering this to now?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that um, we've talked about how IBC makes you. Just the, by virtue of being around the people that are doing IBC, uh, you start to see other things. You start to think differently. And that's that's been true for us or for for me. I, I run the finances. Tammy is a very trusting woman and... Um, you know, she's very busy with her career and the kids, and and we both are. But anyway, so I'll say this, bottom line up front: I'm more prosperous. I, I was doing things the conventional way. I don't like to use the word traditional. I think it's conventional, That's right? What I was taught yeah. to do since I was a lieutenant was, hey, here's your Roth IRA, here's your. So regular whole life insurance. Here's some savings. If you can, max out your thrift savings plan, blah, 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 blah. This lowers your taxable income. Uh, So I was doing what most other people were doing. And we've talked about that before. So it wasn't really anything special. I also wasn't, I didn't have the ability to to make more money. I wasn't looking for, and we were busy. We were in the middle of two wars, right? So there was, you know, deployments. And Mm -hmm. I felt like there just wasn't, I wasn't looking for anything like that. I was content that I was doing the things that my financial advisors were telling me to do, and I was maxing those as you know each and every year qualified plans, and I was very proud of that. Um, so I think I was just your normal, average American college graduate, um, seeding control over my over my future wealth each and every month, each and every year. Um, and I, when I contrast that to na- you know to what we're doing now and where we are now, you know, I've started a business. I pay significant premium into, you know, dividend paying whole life insurance. I'm a private money lender. I'm a real estate investor. I'm an accredited real estate investor. um which is it's not a super
0: easy thing to become on a, uh, they keep making income. it easier,
1: though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You yeah. notice, like, you're, yeah, it's like, well, if you're the... Well, you, correct. You really have to be disciplined. And um, yeah. folks, in the book, The Millionaire Next Door, there's a simple formula. Take your age times your income, divide by 10. And that should be your accumulated net worth at that age, at least, at a minimum. Um, and, you know, we, we luckily have, uh, you know, exceeded that over the years. But um, so, yeah, I just... It's it's totally different, and now you know you're you're buying a new home that's extremely expensive. I'm in the process of signing a contract to eventually build a new home. It's going to be extremely um, extremely costly compared to what things were just a few years ago. Yeah, um, and if I didn't have the opportunities I have access to now because I'm doing things in a different way and I'm surrounded by different people, I'd just be doing the normal old thing and making what I make in the army. I can't make any more than that by right. working harder or. You can't work long. You can't work overtime. I just, yeah, right. There's, there's, there's none of that. So, uh, from a, ch- you know, I've, I'll say this, I've been able to quicken, um, what are you know, our, you know, get closer dream, um, with a dream might've been at age 55 or 60. Now it's going to be at age 44, 45.
0: Yeah. Nice. Well, so I'm going to go back to, you said now you're a a private lender and a real estate investor. You were both of those things prior to Infinite Banking as well. Just prior. Just prior. Yeah, but
1: a year prior. Yeah.
0: Now go back to the first loan you made to me. Um, Now that you are your own banker, would you ever make a similar loan to anybody else? Like, would you make that loan
1: again, if you went back in time? I would make that loan to you. Okay, because that's who I was lending to, right? I was lending to you, yeah, and I knew your character. And we've talked about this in an episode about how we how you do due diligence and stuff. But I trusted you. I knew you weren't a moron. I know we shared, you know, a view of the world together. And but no, um, when you're saying, you know, not really collateralized, just like a personal terms. guarantee and a promissory note with those terms at twelve yeah. percent. No. Was it 12? <laughs> I think it, maybe it started it was 12.
0: at, did it start at 10 and move to 12 or it was 12? No, it was 12. Yeah. 12 12% was okay, but it was still, yep. you know, 20, yeah. 2018,
1: 2019, like the market was doing pretty yeah. well. 12% was totally fine. And guess what folks, 12% is really good year yeah. on year on year, 12% every year. That's very good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But there were no, the way you looked at that loan then to the way you look at it now is completely different. I mean. First and foremost, you're gonna look at the person you're lending to. Um, but the 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 other terms, like that was a completely unsecured loan. Yep. To to our business. And yep. um we you know, our business had only been a place for like a year at that point, maybe a little over yeah. a year.
1: But so. you know, you you were, you were on a podcast. I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Just I know crushing I it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that uh, that did provide some credibility. So but sure. you had your eyes open a little bit like, Hey, what's going on there? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out and yes. find out now. I'd say um, the biggest difference is pr- deals come to you.
1: Opportunities yeah, no come question. your way. You're, you you do not have to seek them out. Yeah. I would say it's, it's so true. Cause you build the network over time. You build a network of clients who are doing things who might be, um, you know, they're in some sort of business that they, that, you know, they're in need of capital that maybe the banks aren't quick enough or whatever. And you know, for house fix and flip businesses, that's typically true. You can only have so many mortgages at once. They need money quick, whether it's rehab money, hold money, combination of both, whatever it is. Maybe they're doing wholesaling. Maybe they're doing, um, uh, what is, uh, what does he do out there in California? He does, uh, lease options. Okay. You know whatever it is but there, there's capital there's capital requirement and you know private lenders can be quick so yeah but you're right i i turn away now because i'm trying to consolidate my own capital i'm turning away probably on average one opportunity a week i would say yeah that's pretty fair to say yeah yeah that's a lot that's a lot that allows you to be pretty picky very choosy well that's what's changed too like you said at first i had to i was seeking these things out And they were few and far between. And looking back, some of them might have been, maybe I just got lucky. Because that's the biggest biggest fear, right, is people hear you're doing this, and like, wow, it's so foreign. I think it's coming a little bit more mainstream now, private lending and things like that. But for most people who are just shoveling money into a 401k or an IRA, and they have no idea what's going on, really, with it, is um, I remember one of my buddies, uh was saying he's like that seems so dangerous right now was like yeah what you guys are doing in the stock market seems really dangerous to me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know is and then in 2017 to 20 you know when the market kind of dipped a little bit there it was i got well, it's like, correct. yeah
0: do you know then do you know the name of the person handling your money guarantee no. you 100 you don't you yeah. know making the decisions on the trades no yeah, they have like, no idea I, I know the name of the person personally
1: that i'm loaning money to Yep. I yeah. wish I had kept my, um, some of the statements from that broker, you know, that entity that we were both with for a little while there, for me a long time. And, you know, we were in so many different mutual funds mm-hmm. and it was almost impossible to, I, I didn't really understand it. I, you know, this is much better. I know where the money is, I know what it's doing, and I make the decision. It's what could be better than that? Yeah. Nice. I
0: like it. Um, I like this one. What are some of the unseen advantages? Like everybody wants to know, they want to show me the numbers, show me the numbers, show me how this is going to improve my life. But we, there's a lot of unseen, like there's unseen, um, consequences in every decision you make. Sure. Um, so what's, what are some of the unseen, I guess you can call them consequences, good or bad. Uh, in this case, good of of becoming your own banker. I'd say one that comes to mind here is uh, you've got nobody else to blame but yourself.
1: That's true. And I, I think was going to say we just discussed a bunch of the unseen. Yeah, we which really Which has did. now been brought forward, but it's yeah. To most people, that's the unseen. Is uh, the only thing people new to IBCC, you know, they view is I want to see page ten, which is the tabular detail of an illustration. Uh, that shows me you know, all the numbers on a page. This is the premium. This is the cash value. This is the death benefit. This is the guarantee. This is the non-guarantee. That's what they can see. Mm-hmm. What they can't see is refusing one deal per week. That's very profitable and very safe. It's, you know whether it's real estate or some other opportunity. And it's a repeat customer. It's a repeat relationship. Yeah. Um, the next deal is becoming is being underwritten, and here we go. Um, You can't illustrate. We as agents cannot show you that on a piece of paper and we can talk about it on this podcast, Dave, but until you're in it and I've been in that space now for this is my, this would be my seventh year of doing private lending and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I I can't show that. So I see that's one of the advantages is that I'm at first I was looking now I've built the network. And the network expands, right? They know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, maybe. Um, so, and the and the quality of what you analyze increases. Like, like, I think that one one of the things that is for us has become um, more stringent requirements. I'd say I'm more picky on what what deals I would I would consider like interesting. Uh, Or some of them, a lot of them are just mildly interesting, like meh. There's something there's always something better. And I like how Ryan says this, you know, this eager investor syndrome, or that, you know, you have fear of missing out. And I've addressed this with clients. Capitalizing your policy or a series of policies is doing something. You yeah, don't have to right. just, you know, what I mean, put a bunch of money in there and take it right back out and go do something like, I, I think that's silly. You know, right. obviously, IBC, well, you're going to be smart about fractional reserve banking. You're going to know what's going on, which can be annoying. Knowing what the problem is, is annoying. I kind of liked it when I was kind of in the dark and just had no idea what it was. Ignorance it was, oh, is it's bliss. a recession. Yeah. Like, it's magic. You know, it's just, no. Um, so, yeah, I. Yeah. There, yeah. I'd say.
0: It, Go ahead, Go ahead, what do you got? Well, I, I was going to say make being able to make decisions from a position of strength. That's an unseen. Yeah. Sure. You don't even think about that when you get involved. And then all of a sudden, you're in a position of strength, you're on the high ground, like standing on top of your your pile of capital and you can make a decision from there as opposed to uh, you know, I'll give you one example of of that when I was working in Corporate America. After the first year, I realized there's no way I can do this for the rest of my life, you know, for the next (laughs) 30 years. Yeah. So I spent the next year and a half building a a real estate business to get out of that job. But because I had, you know, one of my goals was to have X number of dollars in cash value before I exit, because I knew that would be more than enough to provide for my family should I go an entire year without making a dollar in that business. Worst case scenario, I could easily go a year not sacrifice our quality of life whatsoever um, and give it a go. And if it didn't work out, go back and get another job. Um, but uh, I was able to make that position or that decision from a position of strength because I had the financial capital backing me up that I could access. It was liquid. It was available. It was for me to use for whatever I wanted.
1: Love it. And, you know, maybe maybe this one is obvious as far as the unseen you know, I'll never see the death benefit, right? Because I'll be dead. Yep. Uh, but my beneficiaries will be hopefully it's, you know, it's like, are they going to be Tammy or my children or grandchildren, whoever combination? Uh, I think one of the unseen for me is I have that peace of mind knowing that not only do I have access to my cash, I have, a, I have guaranteed assets that increase in value literally every single day. Um, But I also have my my legacy is, you know, has been enshrined already. Yeah, it's secured. It's it is guaranteed. It is secured. And God forbid if something were to occur uh, that I know that although everyone will be very sad because I'm just so pleasant to be around. (laughs) But at least they're going to start from a position of strength, as you said. Yeah. Much, much more so than, than we did for sure right? We, we, you know, we started this thing, right? We're built, we're building it right now. Um, and that's big, that's a big one for me. And I, I like that. And uh, it gets me kind of, it's exciting to think about the, yeah. the future, even, even though, you know,
0: I even might be in not my 90s there. and
1: I won't be there, but yeah. at least I know I have set the foundation, the education and the how we do business as a family has been set. Mm-hmm. And again, I can't, I can't, maybe, maybe some of our clients aren't thinking about those things, but they, but they will eventually. I think a lot of, most of them are. Yeah. Um, so
0: anyway. And what piece that would give you, man, I, uh, I'm a big fan of documentaries. I don't watch much, Sure. much TV, right? Like you don't watch TV either, but I like documentaries. So if I'm going to watch something at night, kids are in bed, I'm just done for the day. My brain's done working. I'm going to turn on a documentary. Um, and i was watching a uh, a recent one on waco you know david koresh and yeah British i've Dominions. watched that one yeah i mean i've watched a few but this is a recent one right it's a three-part documentary but they're interviewing yep. actual um yes. dudes from the ATF that was a good one. There. yeah yep. do you remember in that in the first episode there was a guy there and he was like he was an atf dude and he was hearing these bullets whiz past him and he said my first thought do you remember what it was
1: did he say, I wish I would got more life insurance yes. or something, he right? He said, my yeah. first
0: thought was, I wish I had more life insurance. Cause I, he had two kids, two young kids at the time. I yep. thought, man, I'm so thankful. I will never have that thought ever.
1: Although you want to buy more life insurance,
0: don't I, you? I, and I will buy more. I'll continue sure. to buy more. Right. But I'll never say, we man. Are buyers my, of life insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll never have to say, man, I wish I was going to. I don't think I'm going to be leaving enough for my family. Like no, that that ship has already sailed. I'm definitely leaving enough for my family, guaranteed.
1: Yep. Um, it's yeah. It's funny though if you ask that question to somebody like if you're sitting down with a husband and a wife and you say to the husband or wife, whoever, let's say the non breadwinner, you know, if he drops dead or she drops dead, how much life insurance would you like him to leave you? Yeah. <laughs> and of course they think it's a number, yeah. right? And it's not. They it's like, oh a 1000000 like well it's not a lot of money now. Uh, I was like no it's as much as you could possibly get. Right. You right. should want as much death benefit as you could possibly get. That is the right answer. And when you understand IBC, especially right, David becomes so obvious that we're trying to create a financial, a financial system, a financing system, a banking system uh, for your family, mm-hmm. uh, and the cash value and death benefit are linked. Right. One's the present value of the death benefit, the cash value. Yeah. Of course, you want to you pay high premium, high death benefit, high cash value. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, so, no, great, great point.
0: But you alluded to what, another one of the unseens, which is it really, for me, it's helped me think bigger. I just think yeah. a lot bigger than I used to. I used to be, think very small in my lane. This is how much money I make. This is how much I'm going to make. And this is how big my life can be. Like, yes. no, no longer, man. My life can, I'm thinking much bigger, even though I'm still not to the point of thinking as big as I need to think. I know that much. Um, so there's room for improvement, but I certainly have a much larger view of what life can be than, than I
1: did even five years ago, five, 10 years ago, for sure. No, for sure. And I've been able to, I've been able to watch it. Right. Cause I've been, you know, you and I have been linked at the hip for the last really like six years. And, um, yeah, which is, you know, I tell, there's an unseen thing, Dave, is I tell people this, it's like often is, you know, how did you get started? And, you know, the IBC discussion leads to, you know, the self-directed IRA to the HELOC to the, I saw Dave in a podcast and, you know, I had been getting into this kind of thing at the same time as he was. And, um, and I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. Damn it's it. First thing, to, it's first, thing to go. <laughs> it's the first thing to go. You can see how the grays in my beard, right? Oh uh, yeah.
0: I had my, uh, my stepson, he showed me a picture. He's like, You should grow your beard out like this. I was like, Well, I'll have to dye it gray if I do that, because that's a lot grayer than mine. He's like, No, you have enough gray in yours. It will look just like this. I'm like, Really? I have that much gray?
1: Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh I, I haven't shaved all weekend, so it's been it's been nice. Yeah. Anyway, I had a point to make. I just can't remember what the heck it was. Sorry. Yeah, I don't everybody. Even remember what you were talking about. So Yeah, me you neither. Know. Yeah.
0: Whatever. Get C R S. Oh, you were talking about us being You know, seeing each other's stories evolve
1: over the last several years because we've been. Oh, that's the point I wanted to make is it took, you know, really took one relationship that can that can spider web out into Mm. tens or or hundreds of relationships probably at this point. Um, And that's and that's been my that's been my personal experience is that. You know, as this relationship has, you know, blossomed into many other relationships, you know, I was your first client, then I got into this, into this space, Paul and then you're first. like, we need to, st-. that's right, quick, quick study from the last episode, you know, then, um, and, 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 now we have, you know, a, a book of business together and separate and, and, uh, again, I feel like we're just unlocking people from the matrix one at a time, and it's a... It, I think you just nailed the
0: biggest unseen and that's relationships. The relationships, yeah. the network that grows from from being in this mindset. Yeah, you're not even kidding man. I bet I could reverse engineer the last five, four years and our relationship, and I could probably name a hundred people that I now know and perhaps even done business with because of my relationship with you.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's really incredible. And um you know, the more I've, you know, we, we're both avid readers and the more I read about, you know, what some wealthy people have done, they all, you know, in these little, these little reels where they're being interviewed, they all say that they all say, Hey, you can learn something from everybody. Or there's, um, there's always, there's some in that, and the successful people are, are generally, willing to talk to you about oh for how they sure. became Absolutely. successful they're very humble people i found them to be very humble people and uh i mean i love sharing i'm you know mildly successful relative to most of you know people on earth but yeah um somebody we all start somewhere right um so i you know anyway love sharing the story but i love you know your network is your net worth and um it is it is that is my example has been is a, is just that's so it's so true i can't emphasize it enough yeah um,
0: and i would reiterate that by saying the greatest asset in any endeavor are the people the people involved yep are your greatest at your network is your greatest asset yep you know and i, mean, I think we, outside of yourself right like without your yeah which we've hit on I, that before
1: i think that's why we we also enjoy we do this podcast one because we like to hang out together but two um we're we're expanding our network people are folks we get great feedback from y'all we really appreciate it um it's really humbling too but we're again people are people are learning from the words that are coming out of our mouths and if i can help one person you know it's worth it it's just worth it to me this is getting kind of corny but it's it's really how i feel about it like i enjoy every second um I tell people that like oh sorry Paul I took an hour and a half of your time like dude enjoyed every second of it I yeah I I, I love talking especially early in the process and the people just get it and you're just like yes yeah like you you understand uh, um why we're yeah. doing this because again if, go ahead finish now that I was thought. gonna say if you don't understand why then none of the solutions I present are gonna matter right I was just going to butt in and say, don't
0: ever if you're genuinely interested in learning, and becoming your own banker, don't ever apologize for taking up our time. That's the that's the part of the business we enjoy the most is talking to people who get it, talking to people who want to get it. um, And who want to get to the why? That's Uh, right. Yeah. So don't ever apologize for that. Um, If you're truly wasting my time, you won't need to apologize because we won't be talking. Trust me, Like <laughs> you, you won't be wasting I can't my time you're communicating
1: for communicating over email.
0: <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah. You won't be wasting my time for long. Trust me. Um, so, all right, man. Well, I think that's good. We hit, we hit the time limit here, but yeah, we got many more questions that we could ask each other. Um, but, uh, we do need to bring on a guest sometime. So, uh, we're working on that, everybody, in case you're getting tired of just hearing these two voices purr at you. Um, we'll, we'll work on getting some other minds in here, but um, keep bringing us the recommendations for the topics. Uh, keep throwing questions at us. You know, we're always due for another Q&A session, um, so we want to do that. And then, you know, we expect some changes coming up in the business here um, before too, like this summer maybe make it a better experience for, for anybody who's interested in getting involved and, and certainly a better experience for the clients that we already have. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to the improvements we're going to be making there.
1: Exciting stuff growing, Yeah,
0: growing, growing for sure. So we don't, we don't want to offer a lower grade of service. So we got to up our game on the back end and the front end, I guess, to, uh, to keep making sure we can offer the same great service to everybody. Cause, because everybody deserves it. Whether you're paying 5,000 or 100,000 a year in premium, like it doesn't matter because you're becoming your own banker and that's what we want you to do, so. All right, I think we beat that horse So, Well, hey, have a good uh, rest of the holiday weekend, Paul. And uh, for everybody else out there, don't forget, control your capital.
1: Or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle in a future episode, please send us an email to Paul at theibcguys.com.
0: And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.